Have you ever wondered how your sales performance compares against your competitors and peers? The B2B Sales Benchmark Report provides the definitive guide to what success looks like in 2021. See how you compare in terms of win rate, sales cycle, average deal value, relationships, and engagement. You can see the results and get the full report at ebster.com forward slash B2B dash sales dash benchmarks. This is Sales Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in sales operations. We invite the brightest minds in sales operations onto the show to deconstruct the why, what, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by Ebster, the leading customer engagement platform for Salesforce. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Sales of Demystified. We're joined by Rose Penhassi, who has over eight years experience in sales operations and is now the founder and Sales Ops Consultant at Scale Ops. Rose, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for interviewing. Um, so first question, and it's always a super interesting one. Originally, back in the day, because I've seen you've had a, a number of different roles in Sales Ops at different companies, how did you first kind of get introduced to, the, to this wonderful trade? Yes. So um, I will start with the beginning. Um, I was always good with numbers. Um, So when I had to go study, I decided to study business administration, uh, specializing in accounting. I thought I'm going to be an accountant. And then when I started to look for jobs, I understood that it's not for me uh, in terms of uh, culture, in in terms of uh, mindset, creativity and everything. Um, And still, I didn't want to give up. So I decided to start a temporary job as a sales operations uh, in a big organization, which back time was called Converse. You might know Converse. Yeah. Yeah. So this company was uh, crazy in terms of technology uh, company, and I could basically compare it to Facebook or ways of today. And uh, this novel lasted four years and not three months as I expected in the beginning. Um, I met the most uh, professional sales operations leaders and uh, people with like uh, 20 years of experience, people who basically build all companies' uh, structure and sales processes. And I was honored to be mentored by them and learn all from zero, starting with the basic things like, I don't know, um, knowing how to manage the database, inserting orders, change fields, audit, build customers, install base, and everything like that. Um, And as as time passed, um, I learned more and more, uh, got the opportunity to work with different uh, regions worldwide, North America, EMEA, APAC, Latin, uh, started to understand uh, different cultures and way of work and learn about uh, main, maintain and create uh, and improve sales processes uh, in a bigger organization. Um, 
And basically, after four years of a great experience, I decided to move on and work more with the small startups, help them to implement sales processes that I learned in Converse. And nowadays, I'm almost uh, been two years since I started my company, providing sales operation services and outsourcing to company uh, to companies, uh, tech companies. Um, and yes, this is like the the full journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, yes. what would you um What would you say when you go in and consult now? What would you say is like the best in class tech stack that you would recommend? Um, so basically, uh, um, I'm a HubSpot partner. Okay. So I mainly work with HubSpot, but I will explain. So I used to work with many, uh, with many different, uh, software like Salesforce, Oracle, Dynamics, and more. But in my own company, we work mainly with HubSpot and manage our sales. And um, as a sales operations service, we provide services with HubSpot, Salesforce, Pipedrive, and more software. But I, I usually like the HubSpot methodology. I uh, use the HubSpot methodology in my business and, uh, yes, just implement it in other companies too. Cool. So you don't just implement HubSpot. You, you do work with other CRMs as well? But that's your preferred. Yes, that's my preferred. Got it. And are there other tools that you also prefer? Um, like a sales tools or yeah. related to like related to the sales process, whether that's like the outbound outreach and sales loft or like data forecasting tools like Clary or even Evsta. Yes. So um, basically there are a few things. Um if I think about it, there's a great company which was invented in Israel called uh, Lusha. Don't know if you know that company, but uh, they basically can find some basics uh, information uh, regarding um, contacts from LinkedIn. So it's basically a plugin who sits on LinkedIn, and you just click on it, and you find out the email and uh, the email address and uh, um, phone number, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing. I used I used in it like a few times and I also saw many companies that are using. Um, there are also like some uh, other BI um, software that I use a lot, um, like a Power BI and Tabello in uh, Salesforce, which I also very like. And the marketing automation, of course, which comes with HubSpot and it's basically the main thing in HubSpot, the marketing automation. Uh, that that is also very cool and aligning marketing to sales is that's the thing now so just like we cannot avoid it Mm, yeah so do you do you also have a background in marketing and and if yes does that help you work with your clients to try and gel these two together um so basically i partnered up with a platinum partner of hubspot which is a marketing agency uh i think we provide uh, the biggest value to, to our customers when we come together as a sales and marketing uh consultant uh the thing is that I don't have many experience as like I was employed as a sales operations always. I don't have a lot of experience in marketing, but the last one or two years I was exposed to a lot of it. Um, and yes, I think like 
in companies now, if you don't align these teams, you are in a big trouble. <laughs> do you have any do you have any tips that you've in actual clients where you've managed to bring these teams closer together? Like what have you done and what what's been working and what hasn't? Um so basically we are starting to um we are starting to build those packages now. We we did some like we used some upspot methodologies in order to bring them together. So we made some events, we explained, we did some workshops. Um, uh, we brought the marketing and sales team together. Uh, so they will be in a meeting once in a week, um, basically. And um, the, 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 also the some uh, important thing to do is also to make an SLA between the sales and the, the marketing and understand both teams that they are going to um that they are going to have uh, the same goal like always marketing has this goal to bring mqls and sales has this goal to bring more sales but the goal is like to increase revenue and that's the same goal and that's what you need to like uh learn and understand uh being in in those companies Got it. Um, moving on to working with salespeople now. Um, historically, how have you been able to get salespeople to do stuff that might not be directly related to them getting more commission? Um, so I believe in processes mainly and uh, explaining them that the process and the CRM should help them to bring more sales, to be more productive, uh, and to scale up. Like it's it's only about the process. So um, what I'm doing is giving a lot of uh, trainings. Um, so probably, basically, like I can tell about Israel, but uh, we are culturally very messy. And uh, sometimes, um, like, the CRM doesn't work so good and the data is not so accurate and everything. Um, so we try to create more automated process for the salespeople and um, improve their data in order to uh, uh, help them to scale and grow. Got it. So you'd automate stuff that they're doing in their everyday kind of workflow so that they don't have to remember to add the data into a Salesforce. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, cool. And then moving on to onboarding salespeople, is there kind of some best practices or things you advise clients to do to reduce the ramp time once salespeople join? So to onboard salespeople. Mm -hmm. So I, I can tell that salespeople are very different from each other. They work very differently, update and think different kinds of selling methods, um, but they have a common goal, bring sales and increase revenues to get more commissions, as we said. So uh, that's what everyone wishes to basically get. Um, so as, as a sales operations, I try to motivate them and make them understand little bit that the CRM or any process they have is here to grow and increase sales. Um, sales teams also tend to be very much busy. Uh, so we keep following up with them. We send screenshots, we send guys, we send some videos that we make 
Um, we, we try to ask about their challenges and everything. Um, uh, sometimes also we refer them to different, different guides, guides like uh, HubSpot Academy, uh, get their feedback and try to improve the, improve the next onboarding to help them b- bring uh, better results or customize their sales processes. Got it. So these are the, the list of things that you do to help salespeople get up to speed faster. Yes. Cool. Um, and is there anything that you've been doing with clients or in your old businesses to make sales reps more productive? Um, yes. So um, we are training them to be more productive. Basically, there are a bunch of videos and podcasts which we which help people and learn ha- learn them how to be more productive in their work. I always tend to send those to the salespeople, so uh, if they need it of or if they ask for it. Uh, in Israel, basically, we have a, a famous group that called the Super Tours, uh, and they are all about automating stuff automating everything automating your life <laughs> using less human touches possible in terms of uh, not spending hours and hours on tasks which can be made automatically so i always refer them to this group and uh, people are becoming more and more sophisticated about it and look for more ways to be like to have more free time uh, on the week um i also like uh, to just recommend them on uh, some tools that can help them. Sometimes it can be Zapier. Sometimes it can be Mixmax for the Gmail. Sometimes it can be Calendly for the meetings or the HubSpot tool for the meeting. Uh, Trello just to uh, uh, see how they proceed with their projects and everything. And yes, basically we, we use a lot of it. Cool. So essentially ensuring that all of the reps have the right tools to eliminate manual stuff they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, If we go back to when you were last in an organization running sales ops, what was the the sales forecasting process? And was that your job as a sales operations person or was that the responsibility of the sales manager? Um, Can you repeat it again, please? So, So in... In the last business where you were running sales operations, did yes. you do the sales forecasting? Yes. So um, we did the sales forecasting and uh, we still consult the companies how to do and how to build their sales forecasting process. Um, basically, it's I think it's challenging to choose how to do the sales uh, forecasting process. So there are like several steps about how to do it, uh, but every company will experience it differently. Uh, So for the sales operations inside the company, uh, it's super important to keep tracking with the salesman on a weekly basis and change the forecast amounts, probabilities as required and everything. Um, Building a strong sales forecasting helps to grow the company and uh, take strategic strategic, uh, decisions as well. Uh, the steps I would recommend to start as basics uh, in a company would be, uh, the first one would be start uh, to build the customized pipeline stages, like probably five or six sta- steps in, the, in a B2B company. 
So, for example, the first stage can be something like discovery, appointment scheduled. Uh, the second can be engagement or budget qualified. A third can be a demo of the product of the company. Uh, and then after the demo and when it, like, if the product is accepted, you go to the commercial part and do the negotiation and win the PO. Um, so all those stages uh, should be also defined as probabilities. So we always recommend to try give a probability to each stage. So uh, 10%, 20% till you get to 100, which is closed one, or 0% when it's closed last. Uh, we si simply multiply the percentage with the deal opportunity amount, and then we get the forecast. But there is like more sophisticated, um, let's say, methods how to do the, the forecasting. Um, so we would also recommend to choose something like forecast category or lead source. Let's say we define it from A to C. Uh, or best case, worst case scenario and everything. Um, it's, it's a little different method, but you can use it uh, on top of the one that I explained before. Uh, the probability calculation that I explained before is not enough. This method helps companies to be more accurate with their forecasting. Once, For example, once you say A, it means that the sales is going to, to be an order by the end of the quarter. But if you say C or F in the second example, there is no chance that you will bring the order by the end of the quarter. So the close date will be aligned to, to the next one or two quarters in the case of C, for example. Um, so yes, we use basically questions to uh, ask to, to ask the salesman on a weekly basis uh, how does it proceed with the, with the uh, PO or the order, when was the last time he spoke with the customer and how did it go, uh, what is the customer process till he gets the PO and are there few, few decision makers uh, who need to sign the contract or how long he will estimate it. There are like a bunch of uh, questions that we can uh, ask the sales in order to get more questions and understand the probability and the forecast category. Got it. So as well as having a probability assigned to a stage in, a, in the pipeline, you're saying there's also other criteria you can add, which is A, C, and F. Yes, A, C, B, yeah, A, A okay. B, C, D, E, F, yes. Like there are some there are some companies that would define it A, B, C. There are some companies who would want to have more, so A, B, C, D, E, F or less, yeah. But it, it's just like the methodology. Got it. And so that's taking the probability away from the pipeline stages. So, so you're separating those two metrics, is that right? Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and that's a bit more complicated than just assigning probability <coughs> to pipeline stages. Exactly, right. yes. It, it's just a little bit more complicated, but um, like as a result, you need to see an accurate forecast. So that's, yeah, that's the goal. Got it. So from all of your experience in sales operations, um, which do you think has been the most uh, insightful sales metric that you've ever tracked? 
um, as a salesman or as a sales operations that was trained, like trained me? Um, Who is like that? Either, either, like whichever, and like in sales operation, as a sales operations person, what metric yeah. do, you, do you like the most? Um, metric to like what what do you mean when saying metrics sorry i didn't so, like so one metric could be win rate so each each rep in the last quarter could have a, a win or a close rate between 20 and 50 percent right and so yeah an example of a metric is close rate yeah so um this is a good question. I think the probability and the stages will be like the best metric, but also those um, those metrics that I just uh, talked about, the ABC, the forecast category, or the lead scoring that HubSpot does, uh, would be super, super important um, and to use because by the end of the quarter, like you would know how to measure and how to what, what you will get only according to this um, to Got this it. metric only according to this field. Yeah. So combining the stages and the well, and the probability that's the yeah yeah metric. Cool. exactly. Also, the close date can be super important and the amounts because you are like by the end, not just by the end of the quarter, but you would need to sometimes focus on the biggest um, amounts of the deals and less on the smaller amounts. So it combines. Got it. Awesome. Um, and who have you mentioned actually in your first role, you had these great mentors, but who has been like the most inspirational sales ops leader for you? Yes. Yeah, so basically she was my manager. Uh, she was managing me for more than four years in Converse. I think she really taught us everything from zero. Like we had a team. Uh, also my colleagues, my team uh, supported that. Uh, she called Maya, by the way. Maya, shout out to Maya. Yes, Maya. <laughs> um Maya was both a great manager, mentor, and a team strong person, which I really liked. Um, sin since then, I can tell that we keep in touch. Uh, we have a great relationship now, and uh, like we always get each other advice uh, for work and everything, and try to brainstorm together. Uh, she works now in a dif different uh, tech startup after she was uh, more than a decade in Converse, uh, establishing those crazy processes that we had there. Uh, she's a real uh, ninja person. I got inspired from her every day. Shout out to Maya. Um, Rose, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, here are the things that I, that I picked out that I thought were, were particularly insightful. So the having the... So how, like understanding that sales and marketing, the goals of both are the same, but then having SLAs for each of them. So I think this means they'd have an agreement together, but they're also aligned because they know they're actually trying to do the same thing. I thought that was really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, this, this is quite good. So when working with salespeople, explain that everything they have, like the processes, the CRM, is all designed to help them make more sales. Because I think by default, salespeople think that actually that's not the case. Um, and then the final thing about separating the pipeline from the probability 
um, because a lot of people have that the, the pipeline aligned to probability. Then I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, exactly. To separate them. Um, Rose, thank you so much for your time, and thank you so much thank for coming you. Up and sharing your wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. Alright. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sales Ops Demystified Podcast. If you are listening on a podcast listening application, then please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions about the show, if you know a guest, or if you have any questions about sales operations, just hit me up at tomhunt at ebster.com. That's tomhunt at ebster.com.